When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Jay Rich. This is the Dynasty Trade Show. No, Ray is not here. If you are listening, Ray is not going to be here. He is away in Vegas this weekend, but I am still here to deliver these Dynasty trades for you guys because you love them so much. I know you'll be on me in the comments. What did I do right? What did I do wrong? So make sure to drop me a comment. Let me know what I did right, what I didn't do right, and how you would analyze these trades differently because you know so much better so, so much better. So that's okay. You let me know in the comments. Make sure to drop us a like and subscribe for all the future content. Ray and I will be back on Wednesday for Wake Up. We'll be reviewing Dame Brugler's mock, so make sure you tune in for that. Seven rounds of goodness. It will be a lot of fun. And of course, if you want your trades featured on the Dynasty Trade Show, make sure you go to Patreon. Down below, you can see it there on the banner, patreon.com forward slash all gas. Gets you all that access. Subscribe to the all-conference tier or higher, and you can get your trades featured on the show. Without further ado, let Let's get into the show now and start talking some of these dynasty trades. All right, so right off the bat, I can see a trade here from T-Rock. T-Rock is a longtime member of DD and a very big supporter of 4D as well. If you've been tuned into 4D, go and check that out. Drops Fridays and their Patreon at South Harmon. So let's talk about this big trade from T-Rock. T-Rock got Mark Andrews, Damian Harris, Joe Burrow, and a 2024 third round pick. He traded away. Kyle Pitts, Trey Lance, Chickaconquo, the 101, the 203, and the 108. Obviously, the prize here is Joe Burrow and Mark Andrews. Now, let's go back and look at settings because I believe this was a slight premium, so a 0.75 to tight end. That makes Mark Andrews and Kyle Pitts infinitely more valuable, but depending on how you feel about those guys, could be a bit of a wash. He said he has Lamar too, seven picks from 205 to 410, so still potentially could build in a lot of depth. It is a lineup league, 12 teams, super flex. So let's start talking about this trade from kind of the context perspective and as well just the value. Love getting off Trey Lance. You do have to give up the 101. You do have to give up Kyle Pitts and Chickaconquo, which in a two tight end would have some value. But when you're getting the better asset in Joe Burrow, the very still high-end asset in Mark Andrews, now assuming Lamar is still there because that is still a bit of a question, giving up Kyle Pitts, who for everything he could be, hasn't shown us enough yet to where we really should value him super high, but some people do. And I think it may, being able to make that switch from Kyle Pitts to Mark Andrews is a great opportunity. And getting Joe Burrow on top of that, I think Chiggy is an interesting piece in this trade because in a two tight end with premium, he would have value. He's a guy you'd probably start every week. He's not gonna be a high-end tight end in most cases, but if he catches three, four passes, a touchdown every here or there, and obviously can get the yardage, that's where he could be useful. The interesting thing about Chiggy is that he's probably gonna be a lower volume guy. When you have a tight end premium, you do wanna lean on that high reception floor if you can find it. Chiggy probably doesn't quite offer that, but you're obviously getting hopefully that in Kyle Pitts, but you do have to give up Mark Andrews. If it was me, I don't mind giving up that massive package for just the more sure thing in Joe Burrow and Mark Andrews. And based on his description, his team, he can probably absorb all those hits. Does he want Bijan Robinson? Sure. 
but getting a more secure asset in Joe Burrow, getting Mark Andrews, who is a top three tight end and will score very, very well in a 0.75 premium where that difference between tight ends being good and tight ends being not so much flex worthy is definitely applicable there. The 108, you know, will be a fine player. The 203 could be something, but realistically, you're tearing up at both positions. You're getting Damian Harris back. Well, again, he's not going to be Bijan Robinson. He could be fine for a year. And, you know, again, you try to build that running back room up with pieces, but not necessarily put all your value into a position that continually just continues to decline. So I'd be taking T-Rock's side here. I think you got the better end of the deal. What do you guys think? Because again, these pieces could be something, but I think there's a lot of question marks outside of Bijan Robinson. So let's scroll up because I just, I love this trade so much. Dio or whatever your name is, he traded away Debo Samuel, a 305 and a 405 for Tyreek Hill. I don't know why people are so in on Debo. I don't know why you think that just because Tyreek Hill says he's going to retire, you don't want him. You want to trade him away. Like, He's older, but if he retires in three years, he'll be 32. Like, that's fine. You don't need to have Tyreek Hill past 32, especially knowing he's more of a speed threat. If that speed goes anywhere, which in Tyreek Hill's case, I don't really expect it to, he's going to be fine. Like, he's going to be a great asset for the length of his time that he's in the NFL versus Debo Samuel, who plays on a team with George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk, Trey Lance at quarterback, potentially for part of the year, then hopefully getting Brock Purdy back, Christian McCaffrey, Elijah Mitchell going to run the ball like crazy. I just... I don't know what people expect from Debo to where this is a trade that, again, probably you can't make in every league, but it is surprising that people still want to make a move like this with how good Tyreek Hill is. When we're talking about warp data and how talented he is and what the difference he can make for you on rosters, he wins people weeks because he can have 150, 200 yards with two touchdowns, with three touchdowns even. Now, Debo, of course, can have great games as well. We've seen his run after the catch ability and what he can do is, but the question is, is will the opportunity be there. And if all I'm giving up is a third and a fourth, and I'm getting, in my opinion, the more secure asset in Tyreek Hill, I will do that 10 times out of 10. So let's scroll up some more. Oh boy. This, this can't be a real trade. Now it's a half PPR start 10, one Devi spot. But I mean, let's be honest here. Is anyone really like actually taking the 108 and saying, yeah, I would trade my DK Metcalf away for that? I don't I don't know where these trades come from because when you just look at this on the surface, you're like, well, DK Metcalf, top 12 receiver, Geno Smith again at quarterback, had a pretty good year last year. Even though it was a bit surprising, like, what are you getting at 108? You're praying it's Quentin Johnston in a good landing spot. You're praying it's Zach Charbonnet on the Bengals in the second round. You're praying it's Zay Flowers to the Pittsburgh Steelers or the New York Giants. You're like, you need to have a home run landing spot because we've talked about this time and time again in a super flex even at 105, the draft gets really thin. Like you want JSN, perfect. You probably want to take a shot on Will Levis, but that's only six picks deep. After you go past that, hopefully Gibbs gets a good landing spot. Okay, we're at 107. 108, Addison, QJ, Zay, maybe Charbonnet or whoever that RB3 ultimately becomes at 108. But that's not going to be the difference maker that DK Metcalf could be. And you know, Scott Connor talks about roster construction all the time and making a move like this is great for your roster construction because you are getting a very secure, talented asset in DK Metcalf that you can start every week with confidence that can be a difference maker for your rosters. So let's scroll up here. Oh boy, is this a 101 trade? Wow. So the kid, the Keta kid got the 101 and traded away a 20, what, three, 424 first. Wow. Lorenzo, 
I wonder what's, which side did he get in this trade? 12 teams per flex, start 10, six point per passing team. Moved from my three, four, five, six round startup picks to gain a 24 first later in the startup draft. Use those four extra picks. None are mine for Patty. I, I still own my 101 and 202. Oh, so this is a startup trade. Wow. Startup 101 for 424 firsts. I mean, we talk about Mahomes at all costs, at all costs, getting Patty Mahomes startup move. I mean, Scott talked about it in his startup kind of primer and what you can do. 424 first for Patty Mahomes? I'm doing that all day, every day. Wow, this is another massive trade. 12 teams, super flex, best ball PPR, 0.25 point per carry, 0.5 per first down, rush or reception. Start 14. Wow, Dr. B. Harris is getting Jimmy Garoppolo, David Montgomery, Michael Pittman, David Bell. Yuck. 5-6 and a 24-4th. Trading away T. Higgins, Calvin Austin, John Mechie, Matt Corral, and a 24-second. So this is best ball, right? That's important to remember. I believe he mentions also super flex. So getting Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't seem like much, but could definitely have some value even in a best ball. You're getting Montgomery, who again, he'll have a point per carry floor, which is always nice. Pittman should see good volume. And so you're basically, you know, on the surface, you're tearing down from T Higgins and you're picking up Pittman, Montgomery and Garoppolo. And all you're giving up kind of as throwing pieces is Calvin Austin, who, I mean, I don't expect anything from Calvin Austin, John Mechie, who you never know, could be something depending on what Houston does and then Matt Corral, who no one expects to actually start. So while yes, you are giving up a very talented asset in T Higgins in a best ball, you're getting three assets that can make your lineup every week. I don't really care about David Bell. I don't care about the five. 06 or the 24-4th, but again, in best ball, maybe there's a player that you want to take a shot on there. I kind of like this move. You know, it seems kind of gross when you look at it on the surface, but I think you're getting so much value for T. Higgins. It's probably a move you want to make. So I do like this trade quite a bit. And I think that Dr. B. Harris did a great job with this one. What what are we, what are we doing here? This got accepted almost immediately. Did I biff this up? Okay, let's see. Jamos got Trevor Lawrence and traded away Garrett Wilson and the 103. Wow. Garrett Wilson, like wide receiver four right now in Dynasty. I mean, Sam Darnold is, is nothing, but maybe, you know, he starts a game or two for you when he has some use. And you're trading away 103. So let's say that pick is, I mean, it's your pick of Bryce Young or CJ Stroud or Anthony Richardson. One of those guys will be gone. We don't know whether it's A. Rich, Bryce, or Stroud, but you're trading away Garrett Wilson you know, one of probably the hottest stocks in Dynasty right now. Just insane the value Garrett Wilson is commanding on the open market. And the 103, who in a super flex would probably be a top 14 or 15 quarterback and you'd have your choice. This one is interesting. How do you feel about Trevor Lawrence? Is he a top quarterback for you? I'm really curious what the chat thinks of this one and what people overall would do because I like Garrett Wilson a lot and it would be very tough for me to pass up on this. Now, the, the issue is, is that what do you project for Lawrence? He's he's a franchise quarterback. He's a top seven guy. He's not a BAM tier guy, but he's going to be damn good. And I guess we wouldn't say that about anyone probably but A. Rich at this point. We don't know where he's going to land. We don't know where Bryce and CJ are going to go. It looks like Bryce is going to be in Carolina, at least as of the time that we're recording this. Could be somebody else, but we'll see. And you're still getting a top five wide receiver. And all you got to do is trade away your Trevor Lawrence that's tough. Jamos, I, I don't know. I think that maybe you, you might've made the wrong call here 
There's no more context here. Yeah, 12, super far, super flex, PPR. Um, I'd be curious what his team looks like. Obviously, he's trying to tear up off of, you know, that Bryce Young, CJ Stroud 103 to get Trevor Lawrence, but giving up Garrett Wilson might be a little bit much in my opinion, but if that's what it takes to get the deal done, that's what it takes. I mean, in a super flex startup, Garrett Wilson's probably a top 25-ish pick, maybe even higher than that. Trevor Lawrence, obviously, in the top eight. And I don't think Bryce or CJ slip out of this, slip out of the second round. So you're basically playing two startup picks to go in the top eight. I don't hate it, but in terms of how we roster construct, like Garrett Wilson is a player I'd want to build around. Obviously, Trevor Lawrence is as well, but I don't know if that may be a little bit rich for me to tier up. Now, this is a big pick in terms of trades. I mean, what... what? You got the 104 and you traded away the 210, the 310, the 4-3, and then, oh, there must be some startup stuff in here as well. Yeah, I'm passing by that one. Joe Burrow was acquired by Milky Ways for the 106, the 108, the 101, and the 208. So three firsts and a second, including Bijan Robinson or your 101 of choice. I sent this package to get Burrow on a deep rebuilding team. Still has the 102 and five firsts and 24. Bam tier move, I suppose. Goodbye, Bijan. I'll miss what could have been. And this is a very smart trade. You know, there's a lot of leagues and uh, Adam and, and Scott talked about this on their pod that dropped Monday morning talking about Bijan Robinson and is your team truly ready for Bijan Robinson? Do you actually have the pieces to contend? And while it seems ridiculous to trade the 106 and the 108 with the 1-1 to get Joe Burrow, it may be a bit of an overpay, but based on what he's trying to do, it makes a lot of sense. Like if you get JSN at 106, which maybe you won't, or Will Levis, that's not going to move the needle for your roster. Bijan Robinson isn't going to move the needle for your roster. The 108 definitely is not going to move the needle for your roster. And when you're not trying to contend and you have a lot of picks in 24, it really does make sense to get that bam top tier quarterback that you're going to need to compete and will be on your roster for the long term. I think it seems like a lot. I'm curious if people think of a package like this. Would you take this for your burrow? Because again, you're probably not getting a quarterback at 106. You're definitely not getting one at 108. So you'd be basically trading away a top tier quarterback to get no quarterback back, but you would get B. John Robinson, who obviously is like a top 12 startup pick right now. What is this one? Derrick Henry for Tyler Algier in a second? I mean, if you're trying to compete, Derrick Henry's the way to go. Don't mind that one at all. Tyler Conklin, Michael Pittman for Greg Dolchich and a 24 second. I mean, half point tight end premium doesn't really move a needle for me. I would take Pittman there. I like that. You got TJ Hawkinson being moved for Jerry Judy and the 201. Hmm. Best ball. I kind of like Judy and the 2-1 there. I like Hawkinson. He'd be great. Um, obviously the half premium does help him a little bit. He'll be probably a top five, six tight end in Minnesota again this year, but maybe you could get a pretty solid tight end at 201. You know, we expect Kincaid and Mayer to potentially reach the first round in some of those half premiums, but you know, moving off of Hawkinson and trying to go after a Kincaid or a Mayer at 2-1 could definitely be a possibility. And you get a guy who could be a top 24 receiver in Jerry Judy. And again, he's also on the trade block, so he could be in a new home. But if he stays in Denver, I think he still should be pretty good. Let's talk about this one. 10 teams, Superflex PPR, start 10. We are talking about Justin Fields being acquired for Derek Carr, the 106 and the 103. So the 103 could be a quarterback. You're getting a top eight quarterback in Justin Fields right now. If you believe in Fields, giving up Carr, the 103 and the 16 isn't terrible. 
He already has Lamar, so you're solidifying your QB room with Lamar and Fields. So that's good. It's a start 10, 10 team. I think this is where the 10 team start 10 narratives become more difficult because it is super flex. So QB is still king, but it's not as deep as a 12 team league where 24 QBs are in theory, 24 QBs are started every week. Only 20 QBs are started, so there could be a little bit more potential flexibility if you do want to stream, but in a lineup league, you still want those BAM tier quarterbacks. I think that, you know, you're looking at a CJ Stroud or, you know, what a Bryce Young or an A-Rich could be at 103, like we talked about earlier. Not a bad spot, but 106, I mean, 10-team league, like, you need it to be JSN, and you need JSN to be pretty damn good to make your lineup every week. Car, you should not be starting in a 10-team start 10. So I think getting fields here does make a lot of sense, and I do like it quite a bit. Oh, look at this. Jalen, oh, wow. Okay, so let, let me see here. Let's, he gave more context. 12-team, super flex, PPR, start 10, no premium. Okay, coming off championship, has Mahomes, Burrow, Russ, Jimmy G. Wide receivers, Diggs, Adams, Deontay, JMO, Mike Williams. RBs are ETN, Saquon, Henry, and now Bijan. So this manager, he traded for the 101 and he traded away Jalen Waddle and Kyle Pitts. So what he got was Russell Wilson, Cole Komet, Bijan Robinson, and a 2025 second round pick. So again, Kyle Pitts in a non-premium, I mean, he could be fine. Like I think I'm too down on Kyle Pitts, but again, I'm not really in the business of acquiring him. And he also added this context here. I see it as the 101 for Waddle, Russ, Komet, 25 second for Pitts in a no premium. I mean, that's not really realistic. I think a lot of managers would trade at least a first to get Pitts, and he'd probably have to trade a first to get Pitts. I just couldn't see someone moving off him for less than that. I think you look at it as Waddle for the 101 is pretty similar. You know, like I don't think anyone's trading the 101 to get Waddle, but it's a pretty good starting point if you wanted to go there. And then so you're giving away Pitts, and then you're picking up Russ, picking up Komet, 25 second. I think it's a pretty good trade. You know, obviously you have so many good running backs in ETN, Saquon, Henry, and then Bijan. And giving up Waddle's going to hurt, but you still have Diggs, Adams, Deontay, JMO, Mike Williams, which should be a fine receiving room in a start 10. Now, the only thing for me is I'm curious if you maybe could get a better piece than Russ. Russ is kind of like insurance for your quarterbacks, but if you wanted to just ride with Mahomes and Burrow, I mean, they're, they're going to be awesome. So you don't really have to worry about that long-term. I do really like your team here. I think getting Bijan makes sense, assuming you can start him, right? Because, you know, in a super flex start 10, can you start ETN, Saquon, Henry, and Bijan every week? Because in theory, you want to start all those guys every week. They're all going to be phenomenal. And so is there a weeks, weeks where you have to bench Henry or, you know, pick between one of those four guys. That That's part of the construction. I'm curious how that's going to play out because I don't, I mean, in a start 10, it's maybe you could, as I hope you can, because then it makes it much more worth it. And I'd be curious what your tight end room looks like, but in a 12 team super flex start 10, you can maybe get away with just commit at tight end and be just fine. Oh God, Jonathan Taylor. I mean, talk about trading for pennies on the dollar. I mean, this guy, a, a trade, even if it was just Jonathan Taylor, if all I got back was Dalton Schultz, Jerome Ford, a 309, a 24 first, a 24 second, and a 212, that just feels disgusting. And this, and Melo Nello got back Tyler Lockett and Alec Pierce on that deal. Uh, yeah, I'd probably be willing to make that move. I understand trading away JT for a first and second, but if you're trying to compete, I honestly don't hate that. Getting JT, Lockett, and Pierce is fine. You're getting, you know, some capital 
it is best ball. So again, you're kind of playing for later, but I think all those guys could have some pretty solid value. I'd be curious if people think otherwise, like if you get a first and second for JT, would you just take it? Because you're not going to get much more than that. Uh, I'd be really curious how people feel about that. Devon, oh wow, 14 teams, super flex, Devi, two tight end, half PPR. You're trading away Devontae Adams. Man, hiding these names. No, I'm skipping past it. Skipping past it. Oh, here's Goat Rings' trade. We were talking about this one earlier in the week. I, I can't. I still can't believe he pulled this off. I told him I would get this one on the show for him. Saquon Barkley, Goat Rings acquired. I, I, I can't believe this. Goat Rings acquired Saquon Barkley, Josh Jacobs, and Jamison Williams. Saquon Barkley, Josh Jacobs, Jamison Williams. So again, we're not in the business of acquiring running backs, but those are some damn good running backs. Traded away, A.J. Dillon, Travis Etienne, Rashad Bateman, and Traylon Burks. So on the surface, you're trading away one good running back and Travis Etienne, A.J. Dillon, we'll see what he does. Getting back Saquon Barkley, Josh Jacobs, already a massive dub in the running back department, really building up that running back room, getting guys that will get carries week to week. Love that part of the deal. Getting Jamison Williams, who is a top 50 player because everybody loves him. He's like wide receiver 18 on KTC. Ridiculous, but (laughs) I digress. Trading away Bateman, who is in a tough spot now. Odell Beckham Jr. is now, I mean, he has to be the wide receiver one in Baltimore. If he's not and he's being paid $15 million, that's a big problem. You're getting back Traylon Burks, who could be something, but if I'm making a bet today, I'm betting on Jamison Williams over Traylon Burks. And now that could totally change in a year, but that Tennessee landing spot isn't great in my opinion. Love that Detroit offense. Don't think that Jamison Williams or Amaral St. Brown take away from each other. I think they complement each other so well. So I really like that. Again, in my opinion, he's just giving up ETN. Bateman could be fine, but he's probably not going to be the one with Odell. He's been dealing with injuries. We know that Mark Andrews is still going to get a ton of targets. Burks, we'll see what he becomes in year two. ETN should be great, but I think he's getting three very secure assets, even if they are kind of on a year-to-year basis. And he's trading away some guys that are really questionable in Dylan, in Bateman, in Burks, that we will be we could be wondering what to do with those guys in a year especially Bateman Burks may have another year but Bateman is a guy who hasn't done anything for two years he's shown some flashes but for whatever reason he's either not on the field or the Ravens aren't really getting him the snap share that he probably deserves being a first round pick so that trade I mean obviously he said he's got Barkley and, and Josh Jake I mean Go Rings just continues to do it again I, I gotta give him an air horn for that because that's just I mean ah, insane insane Let's look at this one here. Trying to accumulate 24 draft capital and retooling for a run in 24 to 26 range. 12 team Superflex PPR 1.5 tight end premium. What this guy did, Mount Ombre received Kareem Hunt, Chica Conquo, and a 24 second, traded away Isaiah Pacheco and a 2023-209. So Kareem Hunt, obviously not on the roster right now. So we'll see where he ultimately ends up. If he ends up on a team, I mean... Kareem Hunt, Leonard Fournette, Zeke Elliott, potentially Joe Mixon, like all these guys are going to be looking for jobs on the open market, but he is picking up Chica Conquo, which in a 1-5 premium is fine. Um, I I don't mind moving off Pacheco. The 23-209 versus the 24 second, it's kind of close for me. I mean, getting the second is good. I mean, I think it probably holds more value long-term and that 209 could be nothing by the time the draft rolls around. 
So I don't hate that move, but Pacheco could be pretty good. I'd be curious if kind of you sold a little low trying to get that 24 capital early. But overall, I think it's kind of an okay move because if Kareem Hunt does anything, you can maybe flip him for a second if you're lucky. And if not, a third, and you're probably looking at a pretty good spot getting, you know, a second and a third. And Chigakonko for Isaiah Pacheco and a 209. I'd be curious if people think of that. Let us know because that one is kind of interesting. There could be a lot of people who'd rather have Pacheco because it is a pretty modest price to pay. And if he does smash, you're getting a pretty valuable asset versus Conco, who probably won't do a ton, and Kareem Hunt, who we have no idea what he is, so how much value does he really hold? We have Goat Rings here trading for Sam Darnold. Oh, boy. Why are we even worried about that? Let's see what... Oh, Justin Herbert. Wow. Let's see this one. Justin Herbert was acquired by T-Rock. Wow. And he traded with Gabe. Okay. Couple of Discord members making moves. Herbert and the 412 and 512 was acquired for the 103, the 203, a 24 second, the 111, and the 109. Okay, so this isn't kind of easy for me. I'm taking Justin Herbert all day, every day. Um, it's not even really that close for me. I would want Herbert in this case. I get you would get the 103, which we kind of talked about would be a quarterback. It is a best ball. So that is a bit of a factor here. Still has the 104, 424 first. Okay, so he's kind of doing a productive struggle. Getting Herbert would be great. On face value, not a best ball. The Herbert side is definitely the way to go. If it is a best, and with it being a best ball, that changes things a little bit. So you're getting four players that, are, that have an opportunity to make your roster with those 103 through 203 picks. You would get a decent player at 109. You get a decent player at 111. You'd probably get someone who you could work with at 203. And then you're probably going to draft a quarterback in CJ Stroud, Bryce Young, Anthony Richardson at 103, like I've mentioned a few times already on this trade show. So from that perspective, I don't mind the move. If you're trying to make the move for depth, I don't hate it. But T-Rock clearly is taking all of his draft capital and saying, I just need that BAM tier quarterback in Justin Herbert. And 103, 111, 109, and a, 20, a 22, 203, 24 second, it's a lot of capital. Seems like a lot. But in reality, when you're trying to retool like he's trying to do, even the best ball still has 104, it's not a terrible move as long as you make subsequent moves that can complement this one. And I think Gabe's side makes sense. If you're competing, you're getting all these young assets. And in the best ball, that may be the difference maker. So for me, Again, I still think I prefer the Herbert side a little bit, but I think what is more important here is both managers are choosing a direction and leaning into it more. Maybe T-Rog overpaid a little bit based off the settings being best ball, but based on his direction, getting that top tier quarterback was important to him. And clearly for Gabe, getting multiple assets in return made sense. So I think this is a good move for both sides. And I think the value really is in good line for what you should expect, whether you're trying to trade for Justin Herbert or you're trading him away. Here looks like another, wow, another 101 for Joe Burrow trade. We have Derek Carr, Drake London, Wandale Robinson, 212, and the 101 being acquired for Amari Cooper, Joe Burrow, and Elijah Moore. So let's see. Is there any settings here? 12 teams, Superflex, PPR, tight end premium, five point passing touchdowns. Don't see that very often. Start 11. So, man, where do I start here? I mean, the best player in the deal is obviously Joe Burrow. Another Joe Burrow for Bijan Robinson swap, which again, if you can make a trade like that happen, I would do it. Bijan Robinson, Drake London, Wandell Robinson, 212, Derek Carr. 
it's it's a lot to give up to get Burrow, but I think that getting Cooper back and getting Elijah Moore back could be enough. I don't hate it though. If you're like, okay, I can work with Carr. Carr is going to be a valuable player in a Superflex league. Maybe he can be your QB two. But this this makes sense. You know, you're you're buying Burrow to pair with Josh Allen. That's what he's doing. He's, he has Josh Allen. He's saying, I need to get that second Bam tier quarterback. Traded away the 101. Got rid of Bijan Robinson. Got Joe Burrow, got Amari Cooper. You can start every week. And if we're being honest, if you're trying to compete, do you want Drake London or Amari Cooper? I mean, maybe you want Drake London, but maybe you want Amari Cooper. It could be a lot closer than we're willing to admit. Carr, not really gonna make not really gonna make a difference for your team. Wandale, we'll see coming off that ACL. I mean, London's a guy that is very difficult to value because the value is high. The production we hope will be there, but he needs a quarterback or he needs a ton of volume. We'll see what comes to fruition, but I feel much more secure about what Amari Cooper and Joe Burrow give me over a B. John Robinson, Drake London, and Derek Carr package. Elijah Moore is just kind of a kicker, and if he becomes anything, then you only get even more value there. I really like that package side. Uh, not the yeah, it's not the bigger package, the Joe Burrow, Amari Cooper, Elijah Moore side, but and trading away B. John Robinson, Drake London, Derek Carr, Wandell Robinson, and 212, or you know, whoever you want to take at the 101. Let's end on this note, because this is a pretty big trade here. 10-team, PPR, tight end premium, super flex. We have Kyle Pitts, Justin Fields, and the 105 being acquired for Jalen Hurts and the 107. Oh, man, this is a tough one. So it's, I mean, obviously the best player here is Jalen Hurts. And the reality is that if I could move off of Justin Fields, trade Kyle Pitts, and the 105 get Hurts and the 107 back, I might be willing to make that move. It's a 10-team, so you need studs. He says tight end premium, so we don't know the premium that it's going to be. Oh, man. It's interesting, because the 105 and the 107 are very different for me. Very, very, very different. Because if you're telling me that pick is JSN, which it very well could be, 107 and you're not getting JSN. In most leagues, he's not going to be there. Maybe 106, not 107. And I think that's what sways it for me. Is as much as I love Hurts, if you truly believe in Fields and you're getting Pitts back in a premium and you could take JSN there or Will Levis if that's the route you want to go, it's not bad. But if you don't believe in Pitts and you're a little shaky on Fields, I don't hate getting the security of what Jalen Hurts could offer you on any roster. So I think the value side is Pitts, Fields, and the 105. Definitely, I think that 105 to 107 gap doesn't seem like a lot, but based on all the mocks we're doing and everything we're seeing, it's going to be substantial once the draft ultimately comes around. And you'd have to probably pay a decent amount to go from 107 to 105. A lot of people, if you are talking rookie drafts, mock drafts, you want to pick in the top five. 106 will do. It's not great, but it will do. And 107 is really where that tier break starts to be shown because if you can't get a Levis there, then you're in trouble. You may be able to get a Levis there depending on the draft, but if you can't get a Levis there, you're probably staring down a Gibbs, Addison, QJ, Zay, and all those guys are kind of in a tier together. And I don't necessarily want to be taking the guy at the top of that tier. 
So this is a great trade and I love ending on this one. I'm curious what the chat thinks because I think the value side is definitely Fields, Pitts, and the 105. Because like I mentioned, that tier gap between 105 and 107 is kind of what sways me. But if you really want the security of Hertz, I'd hope you don't have to pay that much to go from Fields to Hertz. But that might be the price you ultimately have to pay because moving off Hertz, it ain't going to be easy. If you got Hertz, a lot of managers are not going to want to move them because they're doing everything they can to build around them. And you still get that 107 back to where you could pick up a decent wide receiver. Or if you really wanted to get the number one tight end on your board, you could do that as well. And maybe you prefer them over a Kyle Pitts. So that is the Dynasty Trade Show for today. Thank you guys so much for watching. Comment down below what you thought of some of these trades, what moves you would make. And if you do want to drop some trades in there, maybe I'll go down in the comments and answer some questions. As always, if you do want to get your trades featured on the show, make sure to go to our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash all gas. You see it down below. And thank you guys so much for watching. I will see you guys on Wednesday for the Wake Up Show. Until then, I'm out. Peace. Before y'all close off of the video, I just want to say thank you for checking out the content on Destination Devi. Really appreciate every single view that we get. And the only thing that I ask is that you hit the thumbs up button, like the content, subscribe to the channel. And if you can, comment below for the algorithm really helps the channel grow. Now, if you want more exclusive access to me and the entire Destination Devi team, patreon.com forward slash all gas gives you that access. Now, if your money's a little funny, we do have free content for you. Make sure you subscribe to the All Gas newsletter. There's a link in the description of this video below. And subscribe to the Destination Debbie podcast radio feed, where we got all types of shows hitting airwaves every single week. Now y'all can get out of here. I appreciate y'all tapping in. It's All Gas all the time. I love y'all. I'm out of this thing. Peace.